It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go on a beautiful, sunny Wednesday in Palm Desert and live coming to you from Akershire Arena, the home of the Coachella Valley Firebirds. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there. Lindsey Brown on the other side of the glass as the Silver Knights get set for a five straight on the road starting tonight in Coachella Valley as they take on a Firebirds team that is one point back of the top spot in the Pacific Division for the Henderson Silver Knights. They're having more fun than they've had at any point this season because they are winners of six in a row. The Silver Knights coming off back-to-back wins on home ice over the Abbotsford Canucks. The Silver Knights matching their longest win streak in franchise history, the third time in franchise history that they have won six consecutive games and they look to continue rolling forth as they look to continue to close the gap between themselves and the final playoff spot in the Pacific Division as I'll tell you what, a couple of weeks ago it did not look like something that was going to be mathematically in the cards for the HSK to be uh, chasing down a playoff spot, now very much in the thick of it trying to track down one of either the Tucson Roadrunners or the Bakersfield Condors. So we'll talk about that playoff chase. We're going to hear from Caden Korzak, his development through this season, and why he thinks the Silver Knights are hitting their stride at just the right time. And talk about some of the red-hot performers helping to get the Silver Knights there, including Sheldon Rempel, who has been their most electric scorer. Well, you can make a debate between he and Jamel Smith, but certainly Sheldon Rempel has been the key finisher for the Silver Knights over the course of the last two weeks as they've made their run. So all straight ahead on HSK Today. And, you know, we'll start off with the last time out for the Silver Knights, the shootout victory over the Abbotsford Canucks, which kept things moving in the right direction and also reminded us just how significant of an addition Jamel Smith has been. The game winner sounded a lot like this. Left-handed shooter slowly in on Martin. Wide to his right. Smith, forehand scores! Jamel Smith wins in the shootout. The Silver Knights have won six in a row. And that was win number six in a row for the Silver Knights, a stretch dating back to what really looked like for the Silver Knights could be a uh, a portion of the schedule that could bury them. The Silver Knights coming into Calgary on February 22nd. They just lost back-to-back one-goal contests in Tucson to the Roadrunners, a team that they are chasing. Uh, when the Silver Knights woke up on the morning of February 22nd, they were 13 points out of a playoff spot. 13 points out of a playoff spot. And they went on to win three straight against first place Calgary, not just first in the Pacific, but first in the Western Conference. Uh, win a game that was, you could say, a little bit of a, a trap game. And I don't say that disrespectfully for the San Diego Gulls, who would be the first to admit they've had a rough season. They've ba- bounced back with uh, back-to-back wins over the Tucson Roadrunners as well. But that was a game at Pechanga Arena where the Silver Knights Uh, have always struggled over the course of the last two years. And after three straight wins over Calgary and uh, facing a San Diego team that is well back in the AHL standings, double-digit points behind everybody in the league at the time, you would understand if the Silver Knights might fear that game on their schedule as uh, a a risk of stubbing their toe as they tried to build positive momentum. And, you know, it nearly was. They were down three times in that game, didn't take the lead for good until the dying minutes of the third period. Uh, And in a 6-5 game that was fun, exciting, high scoring. And from a coach's perspective, I'm sure they'd say not exactly what they wanted to see on tape after the fact. Uh, There was your example of the Silver Knights finding a way to win. And now back-to-back wins over the Abbotsford Canucks to follow it up. So, you know, for the Silver Knights, all year long, 
they have found themselves in one-goal hockey games. Silver Knights have played 31 one-goal games this season, and that's not going to factor in some of the uh, two-goal games that are adled by an, you know, an empty net late. Uh, for the Silver Knights, 31 one-goal games. Now, that's not outlandishly, ridiculously high as it sounds. It's, it's by the way, the second-highest total in the American Hockey League this season. Only Providence has played in more one-goal uh, contest they've played, I believe, in 33. Silver Knights have played in 31. Most teams you'll see somewhere between 24 and 27. So Silver Knights are high uh, for certain, but not astronomically uh, head and shoulders above everybody else in that category. It's a tough league, and teams play each other close. But for the Silver Knights, they have played so much uh, one-goal hockey that it, I think it's easy to forget that for the Silver Knights, and for any team for that matter, if one goal is the difference more nights than not and you're having a hard time winning hockey games, well, sometimes finding one or two players is enough. Usually you add one or two players to a roster in any sport. It's still a team game, and it's going to take the entire group and a unit, and that's all true. But if the unit's doing things well and the only gap in the game is that they don't score enough, and if you look at the Silver Knights, they've been top 10 defensively, top 12 defensively for most of the season. They've gotten... Uh, terrific goaltending from Yuri Patera and Isaiah Seville all season long. The one strike against, or the biggest strike against them, I should say, is that they just weren't scoring goals. And the power play was ranked in the bottom five of the league. They just didn't have natural finish. And Manny Viveros has said over the course of the last couple of games, I think it's as simple as that. We're just finishing. We're just getting more pucks to the front, and we're finding ways to finish. But there's no question for the Silver Knights, the addition of Jamel Smith, who has 10 points in eight games as a Silver Knight, has been massive massive in the regards of his own finish his own point production but also what it's done for that power play where pucks get to the front pucks stay to the front and Sheldon Rempel has on more than one occasion been the beneficiary of Jamel Smith off to the side of the net on the power play a putback chance or a, a, a rebound off to the side that he just put back between the hash marks and just put it into a dangerous area and see see what happens there's no question uh, that it's uh, not coincidental that when the Silver Knights made additions of Jamel Smith, Dyson Mayo into the mix, Daniil Mirmanov coming back significant, uh, getting Brendan Brisson back after an illness kept him out for the majority of February. This is the strongest this Silver Knights lineup uh, in terms of roster strength has been uh, since probably before Christmas. And uh, with that, on February 22nd, the Silver Knights woke up that morning in Calgary 13 points out of a playoff spot in the two weeks since they are five points back they are five points back of the tucson roadrunners they are five points back of the bakersfield condors now the condors do have games in hand the condors have played 54 silver knights have played 56 and tonight will be their 57th looking around the league tonight san jose will be in action uh, Bakersfield will be in action as they host the Texas Stars. Tucson uh, is idle until the weekend. Silver Knights, again, five points back of Bakersfield. The Condors have two games in hand. Silver Knights are a, uh, a true five points back of the Roadrunners. Both teams have played 56 games. So the Silver Knights have absolutely brought themselves back into uh, striking distance. And over the weekend after, well, let's be more specific, after the Second win over Abbotsford over the weekend. You know, I, I asked Manny Viveros, are there opportunities in the season where 
whether it be hockey, karma, what have you, things align that you get the help you need around the league and it's your opportunity to seize. Does sometimes fate open up opportunities for a team to take advantage of? It'll be a matter of whether or not they do or don't. And here's what Maeve Iveros had to say postgame. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, I just think that if we, we, the way we look at it, if we take care of our business and what we need to take care of, um, you know, we should be okay, you know, in, in a lot of sense. I don't know if that really makes makes sense, but that's all we're, we're really focusing on is we're, we're taking care of our business. Yeah, we can, you know, look at the scoreboard and stuff like that, but that's nothing that we can't control that. We can only control what we're doing and, and you know, this two-game set that we had against Abbotsford, that was the most important thing that we wanted. Uh, you know, we want, to, we want to try to get points in every game. Is it realistic? Probably not. But if we have that mindset and, and that commitment like that, um, you know, we've done it six games in a row, and I, well, let's just keep this thing going. Manny Viveros, and again, not surprising the response in the in the mentality of just get points, just take care of your own business, do it a day at a time. That's all you can do when you are at, at the start of this run, thirteen points back. You know, it's understandable to think small, to think simple, and also to know, you know what, we've got to do a heck of a lot of winning, so let's focus on that. We're going to need help around the league, but we can't control that, so it, it doesn't do you any good to dwell on it but I, I am a believer sometimes i think of the hockey season as most basketball games now it doesn't have to be this way but if a team can get on a run at just the right time do you ever notice how often in a basketball game again there it's there maybe the exception not the rule but it happens often enough uh and during march madness time to keep an eye on the on the uh stat tickers more often than not, when you see a team take a 10-point lead into the half, a 12-point lead in the, into the half, now sometimes that turns into a 30-point lead and the game is over. But often enough, the team that has a 14-nothing, a 14-point lead at halftime, at some point they're going to give up an 8-0 run that's going to make it closer than it should be. It's going to make it interesting, or at least give you a reason to feel a little bit uncomfortable if you're the team that have a very, very comfortable lead. It happens all the time. Such is to say, if you're a team that's 13 points out with 20 games to go, that's a big gap. That's a big gap. And what the Silver Knights have done so far to, to reduce that gap is special. But sometimes you're going to get a window where the two or three teams you're chasing have a bad week. There's usually an opportunity in there. Now, the difference between a team that makes that 13-point deficit into five or just stays 13 11 nine points back is that when those teams have their two or three game hiccup you gotta make it count the schedule the hockey gods whoever you want to attribute it to they're going to create a scenario where if you have the best week of your season you can make up six points in a hurry now the difference is a lot of teams there at the bottom of the standings don't have the wherewithal to do that that's why they're down there but a Silver Knights team that was losing one-goal hockey games all season up until the start of this run. And again, here's a, just for some perspective. The Silver Knights this season are 8-18-5. Eight, 8-18-5 and five. Eight, 18, and five this season in one-goal hockey games. During this six-game winning streak, they have won four one-goal hockey games. Four. 
So they were 4, 18, and 5 at the start of this run in one-goal hockey games. The fact that they've corrected that deficiency in their game of finding ways to to be comfortable and find answers late in one-goal hockey games, dramatic, dramatic. And they have timed it at such a time that they've won six in a row. Meanwhile, the Tucson Roadrunners have lost seven of ten. The San Jose Barracuda have lost six of ten. The Bakersfield Condors have won seven of ten. They're the team that, with the Silver Knights, have surged a bit. But with San Jose and Tucson playing pedestrian at best over the course of the last three weeks, a six-game winning streak is a significant jump. And the Silver Knights with an opportunity to do uh, more damage tonight against a Coachella Valley team that they have lost to all four times this season, but all four instances one-goal hockey games, two shootout losses, and two one nothing defeats, including here in this building the last time that these two teams met, which was all the way back on December the 23rd. So it's been a long time since these two teams have seen one another. Uh, one of the interesting things uh, will be to see when we know what the uh, Firebird lineup looks like. This is a Coachella team that has won five of their last six, and again, they have designs on pushing for the top spot in the Pacific Division Their last action was on Saturday, so everyone should be rested and available. If we see Joey Decord, who is the the first-string goaltender for the uh, Firebirds, he has shut out the Silver Knights twice this season, so that'll be a a hill that the Silver Knights have to climb. But Silver Knights have been getting excellent goaltending on their side as well, with Yuri Patera predominantly doing the job between the pipes. He has won five straight uh, decisions, the longest winning streak of his career, and one win shy of tying the franchise record for most consecutive wins by a goaltender. That was set surprisingly last spring by uh, rookie Isaiah Seville, who will be, uh, we presume, backing up Yuri Patera this evening. We talked to Yuri Patera over the weekend about this run he's on. Is it the best he's felt in his AHL career? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, a lot a lot of the credit goes to the guys that are blocking a lot of shots and we're playing really well right now. So obviously the best I felt, um, you know, the whole season. Um, good that it's uh, starting towards the end of the season so we can make a push to the playoffs and surprise some teams. But, yeah, obviously uh, five games and, I mean, six wins uh, in a row for the team is a huge. And, you know, we're just trying to keep it rolling trying to get as many points as possible. And uh, Yuri Patera, again, has actually, you know, he's been in between the pipes for a couple of games that have maybe dampened the, the, the recent numbers, even during this five-game uh, or the, this five-game winning streak for him specifically. Uh, Yuri Patera was in that in San Diego for that 6-5 back-and-forth battle uh, and was also uh, gave up four in Calgary at the start of this winning streak where he really turned it on in the third period. So those make the numbers maybe seem even a little more pedestrian than they actually are or than they imply. But during this five-game winning streak, Yuri Patera, uh, 273 goals against and a 914 save percentage. He has been rock solid uh, and better than those numbers would suggest since uh, really the, the start of December. First it was he and Laurent Brassois doing it in uh, tandem style. Uh, and then since Brassois was called up to the VGK, it's been very much uh, Yuri Patera's crease uh, ever since then. Uh, and Isaiah Seville mixed in a win in that stretch as well with a uh, terrific performance against Abbotsford over the weekend. But 
this has been Yuri Patera's uh, blue paint, and uh, he has been the engine driving the Silver Knights to a, uh, a six-game winning streak that certainly features more offensive potency, uh, tremendous uh, pr- output from Jamel Smith, Sheldon Rempel, and from Lucas Cormier, who is still flirting with the uh, the league lead in rookie scoring among defensemen. This is a team that scores more, but they need their goaltending to be rock solid. They need their defensive P's and Q's to be in line, and they're certainly going to need that tonight against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So we'll hop out. When we come back, we're going to hear from Caden Korzak talk about his development through this, his second full professional season. I think we forget how young Caden Korsak still is with what he's accomplished this season and the VGK uh, looks that he's gotten from Bruce Cassidy. But we'll hear it from him when we come back on the other side of the break. Brian McCormick here with you on HSK Today. You're listening to 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle Brian McCormick. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you from Akershire Arena where the Silver Knights will take on the Coachella Valley Firebirds tonight. The Silver Knights, winners of six in a row, looking to establish a new franchise record tonight if they can pick up win number seven in a row. They face a Firebirds team that is 5-1-0 over its last six games uh, and also a Firebirds team that will come into tonight's contest 15-5-2. and on home ice. Uh, of course, we remember the Firebirds were on the road for essentially the first uh, two months of the season waiting for this building to be completed. Uh, but that just means a lot of home hockey for them down the stretch as they look to chase down the Calgary Wranglers for the top spot in the Pacific Division. With the Wranglers winning, uh, I believe it was last night, uh, that would put, and it was last night, they beat the Colorado Eagles 5 2 last night. That puts the Firebirds three points back of Calgary for the top spot in the Pacific. During our last segment, just talking again about for the Silver Knights, how opportunistic, how well-timed this six-game winning streak has been, closing their gap uh, shy of a playoff spot from 13 points back to five points back in just a little over two weeks. Uh, I mean, for the Silver Knights, not only, again, is that for what I said, the stars aligning uh, in the sense that Okay, the teams you're facing, a lot of them have stubbed their toe a little bit the last two weeks. Bakersfield hasn't. Tucson and uh, San Jose have both been imperfect over the course of the last two weeks. Uh, that's given. That's opened the door for the Silver Knights to walk through. But again, it requires you to take care of your own business, like Manny Vivero said. Silver Knights are more focused on what they have to do than what other teams they're chasing are doing because, well, that's all you can control. But... It pays to be good at the proper times. If you win six in a row at the time that everyone else is winning, and then when everyone else drops off a little bit, you drop off with them, it doesn't matter. It's a mirror. You need to make sure that when other teams open the door a crack, you're ready to kick it down. And the Silver Knights have done that in the month of, uh, well, in late February and early March. But another thing to tack on to that I think that's that's worth mentioning, and we've talked about it on this program before. I When I was in Idaho, when I was in Idaho with the Steelheads, uh, with the uh, Neil Graham was the head coach of the Idaho Steelheads. Right now, he's the head coach with the AHL's Texas Stars. Um, but it was in 2018, uh, the Steelheads in Idaho they were th- down three nothing in a series. And what Neil Graham said to his team was, 
All you need to do to come back from a 3 nothing series deficit, which of course is extremely hard to do, but he had to make it sound simple, right? It's not, it doesn't make sense to go in there and tell your players what a, a steep hill there is to climb, almost like Manny Vivero said. You know, you have to just worry about what you can control. Well, he said all you got to do is plant that little seed of doubt. All you need is for one thing to go your way, one good play, one lucky bounce, what have you, for the team in the other dressing room that knows, okay, we're up 3 nothing in this series, but we're not that much better than this team, to have that sense of, uh-oh, maybe this 3 nothing lead isn't as comfortable as we think it is. Uh-oh, maybe this 3-1 lead has opened the door for them to come back. Uh-oh, it's 3-2 now. This isn't much of, This is a series all of a sudden, and it can snowball. Well, things can snowball in the right direction, too, in a very, very similar scenario. All you got to do is plant that little seed of hope where an overtime win in Calgary two weeks ago is, hey, we got one back. Good for us. We deserve this win. Turns into three wins in Calgary, and hey, look what we just did against the best team in the Western Conference. Maybe we figured out our scoring problems. Maybe we found a way to get a little bit of momentum here, which turns into six straight wins over a playoff team in Abbotsford and three wins over Calgary, and all of a sudden you're a team that nobody wants to face right now because a team that inexplicably had lost 18 one-goal games, has fixed their one-goal game problem. And all of a sudden, boy, does this look like a different group. Now there's more work to do. There's more runway to, to cross. And for the Silver Knights, the rest of their schedule is not going to be simple. They're going to play 11 of their final 16 games on the road, which includes tonight's game at Akershire Arena and two more visits to Coachella Valley. It includes uh, two visits to Bakersfield. It includes two more games in Calgary, which regardless of how good the Silver Knights have been against Calgary, that's still a tough place to go and win games. So the rest of the of the road is not easy by any stretch. There's more work to be done, and the Silver Knights mathematically still need to win a significant chunks of their games remaining to secure a playoff spot. But that little seed of hope has turned into a pretty nice plant. It's a pretty nice ficus in the office of head coach Manny Viveros, uh, and plenty of time left to bloom in spring before we get into the playoff nitty-gritty. But I'll tell you, just to give you guys again a little bit of of, uh, how much fun these next few weeks can be. Right now, Calgary sits first. The top team in the Pacific will get a bye for that play-in weekend, that best-of-three first round. Coachella Valley right now is in second place. Second seed would play the seventh, sixth would play the third, fourth would play the fifth. You can figure that out for yourselves, of course. But just to give you an idea of just how much scramble mode is still possible in this Pacific Division, let's say hypothetically, let's say hypothetically that the Silver Knights get into seventh, okay? Right now, seventh, Tucson, is tied with sixth, Bakersfield, both have 54 points. There are two points separating Ontario, Colorado, and Abbotsford. There are three points separating Coachella Valley and Calgary. All of this is to say, if the Silver Knights finish seventh, they could either just as as realistically play Coachella Valley or Calgary. If they were to sneak even further up and get sixth, they could very realistically be going to Abbotsford, Colorado, Ontario, or Bakersfield. There is the the permutations of the potential matchups in the first round uh, of the playoffs of the Pacific Division for anyone who gets in. Uh, makes for very, very difficult travel planning for fans who are looking to go on the road for Calder Cup playoff action this spring. But the Silver Knights uh, will not be picky if they can work their way in, closing the five-point gap over the course of the next 16 games. And again, the Silver Knights, a true five points 
behind the uh, Tucson Roadrunners, who have also played 56. Well, earlier today we caught up with Caden Korzak just to get a little perspective of how the Silver Knights are approaching tonight's contests, how they're feeling about themselves during this six-game winning streak, and how Caden Korzak feels that his game is growing in this his second full professional season. Here's what Caden Korzak had to say. With Caden Korzak as the Henderson Silver Knights get set to take on the Coachella Valley Firebirds tonight in Palm Desert. Caden, first of all, for you guys, six straight wins. It matches the franchise best winning streak. This has to be the most fun you guys have been having so far this season. Yeah, I know for sure. Uh, you kind of nailed it right there. It's, I think things are kind of going our, our, our way now, and um, you can just tell um, in practices everybody's kind of having fun, and, um, and it's kind of translating to our own ice play, so um, we're just looking to, to keep that going here, going into a good team tonight. Manny Vivros has talked about so much this season. You guys have played so many one-goal hockey games, 31 of them, that it almost feels like this run for you guys could have come earlier this year if you just gotten a little bit of different puck luck. Yeah, I think uh, I think towards the start we weren't getting uh, kind of those, those one-goal bounces, and I think now they're kind of going our way, so um, hopefully that uh, luck stays on our side. Why do you think this has kicked in now for you guys, though? I'm sure there's several factors, but if you look at when this streak started about a week and a half ago, it kind of started mathematically when you guys needed it to happen. You needed to get going in the right direction, have a shot at playoffs, and you kicked it in just at the right time. Is, is it coincidental? Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it there, too. Um, obviously, we needed lots of wins here. So, um, obviously, it was, a, it was a great start there in, in, in uh, Calgary. We obviously played them well. Um, even even last year, we have a pretty good record against them. So, um, kind of start off there, obviously with the wins. But even even before that, we were playing played some pretty good hockey. So, I think now wins are uh, starting to pile up, and hopefully, we can uh, keep keep them going. With Caden Korzak, not uh, surprisingly, that when you guys start winning more, you're scoring more as well. Jamel Smith's addition, I'm sure, is a part of that. But but pucks are going in more often. Is that again bounces starting to go your way, or is there something more that you guys are doing? Well, I think it's both. I think uh, I think our D are starting to score a bit more, which is nice. Obviously, um, helps our forwards a, a, a little bit. So, um, yeah, I think I think bounces too. I think obviously playing playing desperate, we need everybody to help. Um, it's not going to be one or two guys. It's going to be the whole team. So, um, anyways, we can score. We're we're, we're going to take. So, yeah, that's that's been a huge part in, in the last six games for sure. You mentioned the D starting to score a little bit more. Lucas Cormier is having a great season. Daniil Miramanov coming back, that helps as well. But overall, it's strange. This is only your second full pro season. But when you look at Lucas Cormier, Daniel Cheka, you seem like an older guy on this blue line than you are. Maybe sometimes we forget what your age is. But do you feel like a guy who has a little bit more, I'll, I'll use the word veteran responsibility for lack of a better term? Yeah, no, I, I, I do for sure. I mean, I was here, uh, obviously, COVID year, um, it's kind of my my first real taste. Obviously, playing with uh, older guys that I didn't really know, and uh, that kind of set me up for for last year. And then obviously this year, yeah, I just kind of feel like a older presence, even though I'm not uh, older on the whatever on the on the birth year or whatever. But yeah, no, I definitely feel that I can help out some of these younger guys coming in. With Caden Korzak, of course, ten NHL games this year. I'm sure that helps as well. How different is the AHL game when you do come back from Vegas? Do things slow down in any sense yeah they do um obviously uh, up there you're playing with all all really good players that can make plays so whoever uh you're out there with they're they're gonna make plays to you and they're always in the right spot so here sometimes it's, it's a little bit different and uh but it's good i know i know for me um 
trying just to learn, learn the style of play, made it easier up there. So um, just looking to keep that going. Talking about your style of play, two-way defenseman, but I think often when we talk about confidence for players, we talk about confidence with the puck playmaking. There's got to be an element of that defensively too, playing physical, working off the rush. How does confidence factor in as you get more NHL reps and it translates to the AHL? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, playing against other teams' top lines and shutting them down is kind of like uh, kind of like getting points as an offensive guy, you know. And uh, I kind of take pride in in, in that. And um, with my partner Bish, kind of doing a pretty good job as of late in, in, in shutting down our team's top line. So um, that's kind of my mold, I guess, for for the futures playing against other team's top players. And if I can chip in uh, with uh, offensive numbers, and then that's just an apple on top. With Caden Korzak, what are some of the the nuts and bolts of playing that defensive style game that you're talking about, shutting other teams down? Is it things you're doing better this year than you even did last year? Is it a gap control, decision making? Yeah, no, I think I think for sure it's better than, better than last year. Um, just kind of finding my way in in uh, pro hockey. You know, obviously junior, you're not uh, great with all these habits, so um, just kind of try to find your way and. Um, and I think, uh, obviously, with the with the great gaps, making it hard for the forwards in the D zone with sticks and um, box outs, all that all that stuff, um, forwards, forwards don't really like. And next time you go out there with them, they're not going to want to go in those areas. So that's kind of kind of the biggest thing. Now, I'm sure you're your own harshest critic. We all tend to be, but you know, Jamie Heward is a guy who you've known for a long time, and obviously handles the defensive end of the bench. Where are some of the things that he's really emphasized with you this year? Yeah, the biggest thing from from everybody's been um, just playing solid in the D zone, um, and everything else everything else kind of comes from there. So playing solid down here first, and um, like I said, good gaps, good sticks, taking the body, stuff like that. So and then that kind of translates down the ice. Um, I think I think that's the biggest thing from from him. With Caden Korzak, you know, we mentioned that you're still young on the calendar, but you've played a couple of years pro now, and I, I wonder. I think fans are always impressed when they see guys your age who are you know, playing professional hockey and everything that comes with that on and off the ice. Do you ever feel in your uh, general day-to-day life, do you feel old for your age compared to other kids that maybe you knew back home? Uh, yeah, 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 for sure, a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't I don't go back home too much, but um, obviously just being here with, you know, Chakes and Corms, like they were in kind of junior last year and, and they're um, only a year younger than I am and it, and it just kind of feels weird like that way, so... Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's good. I can, I can help them out. And, um, I was right in their path last year, two years ago. So <laughs> it's been good. Who are the guys you tend to spend the most time with when you're not at the rink? I mean, I'm neighbors with, with Briss and Corm, so probably them. And, um, yeah, I'd say them for sure. I, I heard, uh, Kiki Downey is our social media admin and she was asking guys who they would most and least trust to drive their car. I feel like Briss and yourself are two who got the lowest scores in that. Is there any reason why? Uh, well, I talked to a couple of guys after that, and they said that they just panicked, and I was on the ice last day, so they picked me. <laughs> but I can I can definitely see see uh, Briss being, being up there for sure. Now, why is that? Does he just have the reputation of being a little spacey, or does he have a bad track record? Uh, I think both. He could be spacey a lot of the time, so um, I definitely would have let him drive, drive my car either. <laughs> What do you guys tend to do most when you're uh, away from the rink? Uh, there's a lot of golfers, guys who play cards. What's uh, what's your go-to? Yeah, we golf. Obviously, it hasn't been too nice yet, uh, but we have uh, 
squad membership at the at the Red Rock. So we've, we've kind of got some of the guys on that. So we go there probably almost every day and just hang out in the hot tub, cold tub, and, and, and whatever. So it's been it's been good kind of getting to, getting to do that outside of the rink, I guess. Anybody at the spa have any routines that they would be ashamed of if they got out and made public? Anybody doing mud facials or anything of that nature? Uh, nothing, nothing like that. Just kind of massages and that's about it, but yeah. Well, a big game for you guys tonight against Coachella Valley. This is a team you guys haven't played since just before the new year, but they've all been one-goal games. Kind of like Calgary. This is a team that you seem to match up against well. What do you guys anticipate? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're a very good team. They're fast. They, they're, they have speed. Um, they're, they have depth throughout their whole lineup. Obviously, great goaltending. Um, yeah, like you said, we obviously play them pretty well, but we we got to find a way to score some goals tonight and hopefully uh, keep them out of our net as well. Thanks, Caden. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. And that was Caden Korzak. Uh, I, I did not know personally about the spa routine that, that players apparently have. I want in. If that's a thing, uh, I, I'm going to make myself available for, for uh, regular spa days. It seems like it's important. But for the Silver Knights, uh, they've gotten great uh, work on the back end from Caden Korzak this year. He's played 10 games with the Vegas Golden Knights this year, which uh, offers, uh, of course, substantial opportunity for growth as well. Uh, but but he's just a guy who it happens so quickly, uh, especially with, with highly regarded prospects. It's going to happen quicker. Uh, he's just turned into a man this season. He Last year, young, rookie, a little gangly, growing into his body, growing into his comfort level. You can see where the muscle the muscle's been put on this year. Uh, and where he is composed and compact positionally in his own end. You know, usually when we're talking about the the heavy hits uh, for the Silver Knights, it's Braden Pahal throwing his body around. But without question, Caden Korzak's been laying a little bit of lumber this season as well. And a lot of it is because he's just very positionally sound in his own end, able to take short routes to loose pucks in his own zone and move them quickly. simple concise and hard to play against and it doesn't always have to be loud hard to play against sometimes it's just making sure you're taking away space and you can always tell that when teams are facing Caden K- Korzak on the ice there's not a lot of room to maneuver and there's certainly not uh second opportunities or or a chance to roam free below the dots that's an area where he's improved greatly uh, and it's, you know, the offense has been the most noticeable uptick for the Silver Knights during the course of this winning streak, uh, and perhaps the most important because it uh, corrected what had been a deficiency. Um, but it's not coincidental either that right now this Silver Knights decor, uh, as strong as it's been all season with Jake Bischoff, Caden Korzak, Braden Pahal, uh, all healthy, and now Daniil Miramanov back into the mix as well. Throw Dyson Mayo into that uh, combination, and Lucas Cormier, having a, a season that probably can put him in the conversation for the uh, the first team uh, all-AHL rookie team this season uh, when all is said and done. But uh, the Dyson Mayo uh, addition was significant, uh, and this is just a very, very solid core of 6 or 7-D for Manny Viveros right now. Not coincidentally that the, the Silver Knights' penalty kill over their last five games during this stretch, the penalty kill 18 for its last 19. That's going to help you win a lot of one-goal games as well. We'll hop out when we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, what Sheldon Rempel has been contributing of late, as well as what this Firebirds roster has to offer. It's all straight ahead on HSK Today. Brian McCormick here with you on 1230 The Game, the Silver Knights Radio Network. 
Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is HSK Today. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you, getting set for Silver Knights and Coachella Valley Firebirds. Fifth meeting of the season between these two teams. Second visit for the HSK to Akrisher Arena as they kick off a stretch of five straight on the road. And while the Silver Knights are on the road, things are busy back at the DLC. Silver Knights fans, Big West Basketball is back at the Dollar Loan Center this month. The 2020, I say this month, this week, the 2023 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands are underway in Henderson right now through this uh, Saturday, March 11th, taking all the excitement as the best of the Big West go head-to-head. Great seats available for March Madness action. Visit BigWest.org, BigWest.org, for details on the tournament, and get your tickets today at thedollarloancenter.com. TheDollarLoanCenter.com for Big West Basketball. It is tournament time, and of course Vegas uh, becomes the mecca, the capital for conference championship basketball prior to uh, the uh, nationwide March Madness brackets. I think there's five tournaments in Vegas this week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And uh, the DLC in on the fun for the second straight year with the Big West. So lots of fun there. Make sure you get down to the DLC. Uh, Silver Knights ready to go tonight in uh, Coachella. And I say ready to go because it's not as though uh, everything always goes smooth and easy and according to plan. That included yesterday for the Silver Knights. Uh, the bus actually had a, uh, a mechanical malfunction uh, in the middle of the trip to uh, Palm Desert. So added a couple of hours on to the trip. But uh, in those couple of hours, we were able to stop off at a, uh, a gas station. That I think I think we were... I'm not sure. I think we were just into California. Um, wherever it was, it was definitely a it was a gas station out of a uh, of planes, trains, and automobiles slash Chevy Chase vacation type of movie. Uh, they had 30 kinds of jerky. 30 kinds of jerky. I know at least uh, a handful of players have sampled uh, alligator jerky in the last 24 hours. We'll see if it provides superhuman strength. Uh, for tonight's contest against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. One player that the Silver Knights will certainly continue to rely on is Sheldon Rempel as he just continues to roll, scoring goals like this. Rempel back to the right point. Jake, a left point. Miramanov, a one-timer was blocked in front. Off the end boards is banked off of Martin in. The carom off the end board. Sheldon Rempel from below the goal line part off the back of Spencer Martin over the goal line. That one's going to count. And the Silver Knights have a 2-0 lead. And that was Sheldon Rempel answering for the Silver Knights uh, against the Abbotsford Canucks on Saturday for Sheldon Rempel. The, uh, the Silver Knights had just had a goal wiped off the board literally seconds before that uh, on a goaltender interference penalty. That, sorry, not penalty. Goaltender interference decision uh, that took a Zachary Maninen goal off the board, but literally right off the ensuing faceoff. Sheldon Rempel would bank one off Spencer Martin from behind the goal line and in to uh, give the Silver Knights a 2-0 lead. That goal for Sheldon Rempel was his 19th of the season, and he has done tremendous damage during the course of this six-game winning streak. Rempel has goals in three straight games in six of his last seven. 
He has points in eight of his last ten. And in his last ten games, nine goals and 14 points. Nine goals and 14 points over the last ten games. Uh, and I think what's great for the Silver Knights, and again, what's what's helped this uh, surge of theirs, is that they've had Smith going, Rempel going, but someone's going. And before it was Sheldon Rempel, when he had his quieter stretch, and again, he's, he's not been flat-out quiet very much this season. Uh, as uh, After having a career year last year as a member of the Abbotsford Canucks this season, his first in the VGK organization, Rempel now has 44 points in 54 games. He had 69 points in 55 games last season, but again, that was a team that just scored more goals. But Sheldon Rempel was at a, a good first season in Henderson. Um, but before it was Rempel going, it was Gage Quinney who was playing at almost a goal-per-game pace. And when Quinney quieted down a little bit, he's been a little quieter the last five games or so, when Quinney fell off, Rempel picked it up immediately. Now, a lot of that damage for Rempel being done playing with uh, Jamel Smith and on the power play, two power play goals during this six-game stretch uh, for Rempel. Uh, but the fact that, that one has handed the torch directly to the other uh, is significant. Silver Knights will hope to get Gage Quinney uh, going again in terms of finishing. Gage Quinney will come into tonight's game with 99 career AHL assists. Uh, and Jamel Smith comes in with 98 career AHL goals. So Silver Knights uh, offense driven through uh, those three. And Lucas Cormier you can add on as well. Uh, right now the Silver Knights feel very good about the, the production they've been able to put forth. Uh, Lucas Cormier, for that matter, points in seven of his last nine. But for the Silver Knights to continue that production, they're going to have to probably tonight, again, we don't have the uh, lineup at our disposal for uh, the Firebirds, but likely the Silver Knights are going to have to find an answer for Joey Decord. Joey Decord, who has earned shutouts in both of his outings against the Silver Knights this season. Uh, Joey Decord coming into this weekend with uh, a 21-6-3 Record And again, his three shutouts this season, two of them against the HSK. Back on December the 2nd, he stopped 26 of 26. And then when these two teams last met, what was a one nothing win for the Firebirds, Decord stopped 30 of 30. So Silver Knights have to poke some holes in Joey Decord and also shut down the rest of this Coachella Valley lineup that is third in the league in goals per game and third in the league in goals against per game. So not surprisingly, they're good at pretty much everything. And even without the likes of uh, the player who led the American Hockey League in scoring last season, Andrew Podorowski, injured earlier the, in late January, had surgery in early February for a lower body injury. Andrew Podorowski is going to be out for the remainder of the regular season at least. Uh, but Max McCormick, the captain for the Firebirds, has picked up. He's playing over a point-per-game pace. And now the depth options for the Firebirds picking it up as well. Ty Cartier with 13 points in his last 10 games, eight goals in that 10-game stretch. Cameron Hughes over a point-per-game player in the last 12 contests. And former Silver Knight Jimmy Schultz uh, picking up the offense as well. He has three goals and five points over his last six games. So, if history tells us anything, we can expect this to be a really tight affair between these two teams. Uh, this is a uh, Firebird team that plays very well in this building, uh, and they will be in this building for their next six in a row. Um, and we mentioned the Silver Knights penalty kill 18 for its last 19 over the last five games. For the Firebirds, their penalty kill 
24 for its last 26 over the last six contests. So uh, expect a grudge match, expect a defensive battle, uh, and expect a goaltender's duel as well as the Silver Knights hope to reach their seventh consecutive victory. If they can do that, it will be a new franchise record for the HSK. That is going to do it for us this afternoon on HSK Today. We hope you'll tune in later this evening at 6.30 p.m. We will have pregame coverage with Justin Russo before puck drop at 7 p.m. here on 12.30 the game and on AHL TV. Silver Knights looking for their seventh straight win as they kick off five straight on the road, currently five points back of the final playoff spot in the Pacific Division. Thanks to Kate Korzak for joining us this afternoon as well. We'll be on the call at 7 p.m., and we hope to see you then. Brian McCormick on HSK Today. Have a great afternoon on the Henderson Silver Knights Radio Network.